Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We are fresh from the release of the inquiry and the shooting in Nova Scotia. The RCMP did not fare well. We watched what happened with the convoy, and then we heard more about what was happening behind the scenes in the Emergencies Act inquiry. This week, as the attention on policing, the importance of it, the culture of it, that's been going on for a couple of years, Premier Doug Ford lowering the bar for the requirements for those who apply to be police officers no longer requiring post-secondary education. What does that mean for policing? He says that it will increase the procurement. We hear that a lot in military and also in policing. But is it going to create a problem and take away what could be an advantage as we try to get a better kind of police force? Michael Kempa joining us live, Associate Professor of Social Science and Criminology at the University of Ottawa. Michael, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, Michael, you know, national perspective here and the move from Ontario. What did you make of it when you heard it? Well, I was a little bit surprised and disappointed in the sense that this move away from acquiring post-secondary education is a departure from Doug Ford's own police reform legislation. In 2019, his new Police Services Act was the one that got the ball rolling in the correct direction of requiring this type of training. So I'm a little bit confused. We're waiting for that legislation to finally be proclaimed in that we're still waiting for some regulations to be put together. In the interim, it seems we're rolling back on Doug Ford's own reforms. So it doesn't seem to make a great deal of sense. What do you think that doesn't make sense? But why did he do it here? You know, lowering it and creating, maybe taking away what could could have been an advantage here. We've had such a big conversation as a country, what we need for better policing here. He says it was about getting more people to apply. Do you think that post-secondary was keeping people away? So a couple of things there. I think that if I'm, I always start with a charitable interpretation. And I know that just about eight or nine days ago, last week, uh, the chiefs of police from across Canada met with the provincial premiers. And I would expect that perhaps they would have leaned on the premiers a little bit and said, we've got a reduction in applicants coming forward to join police services. We don't have enough people on the ground. We need you to do something to help us to get more people involved in policing. And the simplest answer to that is to, of course, lower the bar and say, let's remove barriers for people and joining the police service. But the reality is when you peel back, it makes sense. Make it easier to join the police and more people will join. But when you dial in to focus group interviews and surveys of young professional people, why they will or will not join the police, it doesn't have to do with them not meeting the standards. It has more to do with them not perceiving the police as a true profession, knowledge work at this point, rather seeing it as a trade. 
Therefore, if we keep the standards high, we'd be more likely mm. to attract the best candidates moving forward into the future. And you've seen those focus groups. Is that is that the results on them? That is. Uh, the Canadian Police College that's attached to the RCMP ran a study along these lines in 2019-2020. And that's what we really got out of those focus groups with young professionals, university graduates. They'd like to join policing, but only if they perceive that it's an organization on the upswing, where the old culture that is based on basically the police doing everything themselves rather than linking up with community organizations and being open to women and racialized members of society to join their ranks. If we can present that true image that the police are moving in that direction with higher standards, far more high-caliber candidates are likely to join. So, you know, we look at it and we say, how do we how do we change the culture? You and I have had this conversation. It's a big part of it. It was a part of almost every big police story and the ones we're watching right now as well. And then there's also resistance. Are we imposing things? Have we ruined uh, policing and their freedom to act here? Michael, is this, in your opinion, this move going backwards or forward? To me, it's very much going backwards in the direction of treating policing as a craft that people learn on the job, basically being apprenticed by other police officers. I think that modern policing is so complex. We've legislated at the provincial levels across Canada that police are going to be integrated into community safety and well-being, where they partner up and work on problem-solving with health organizations mental health, schooling, housing, on it goes with all of these networked nodal agencies that get involved in community health. You must treat it as a profession where people come in with those broad skills, the ability to interpret statistics, the ability to appreciate the police are linked up with all these other organizations before they get started, rather than expecting them to just learn on the job in the manner of a craft. Okay. You said, you gave us some really, to me, which was um, a really fascinating information about what those who aren't in the police force may be looking for. What about those in the police force? Is there a retention thing going on here? Would they be resistant to the description that you just gave? Yes, there is a divide in police organizations between progressive police membership that recognize that the future of policing is to be a key pillar in community safety and well-being. And I think a smaller number of perhaps middle management and more senior police officers that might prefer to to stay at the level of the police driving community enforcement. The reality is, however, and this is not sort of a professor's recommendation, provinces across Canada have already legislated that we're moving in that former direction. So the smartest police leadership and the most switched-on entry-level police officers recognize that they're moving in the direction of community safety and well-being. I would say, given what I know about Doug Ford's government and others, they've probably already made up their mind that they're going to drop this requirement for post-secondary education. So somebody like me as a professor could say, well, it's far better. The evidence indicates that you should have the education up front. But if that's not going to happen in a political sense, I would say, all right, make the training available 
incentivize further education for high school level police yeah. mm-hmm. uh, recruits who come in and carry on as a condition of promotion with their post-secondary education. Yeah. And, you know, and, and in your studies, you know, as you say, I wanted to ask that question. We've got those who want to be, who are from the outside, and then we have the inside and how how they feel about the changes. Is there a way to do all this and help those who are resistant to change? I think so. I think the first move would be to just proclaim the Ontario Police Services Act from 2019 as it was drafted with supportive regulations, and then say, those of you who are already in police organizations, we're not going to leave you behind. We will make further education available to you so that you can excel and get ahead in your career in the police organization for the future. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.